here we are, bottom of the Smash Mountain. And to introduce Season 3, there is nobody who I would want to have more than Stock Money, one of the best seeders of all time, one of the best co-founders of Melee Online of all time, a true legend. <laughs> Sean, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, thank you, man. You didn't even you didn't even tell me this was the this was the fucking premiere because for some lore, um, fucking Cipher hit me up not too long ago. Like, um, well, actually, it has been kind of long ago to April. do. To, yeah, April Christ <laughs> do a podcast for um, Bottom of the Smash Man, and I was like super bad. And we had literally like, I've been on a bunch of podcasts, but like that's probably my favorite interview I've ever done. Like we just like explored a lot. Um, then we lost the audio, but we're here now, <laughs> and that's what matters. So thank you, man. The pleasure is all mine. There's nobody who I would want to open up season three with me more because I felt so bad asking you to do the audio, do your own audio because. That's what I had to do at the time. I didn't have internet like I have now and a laptop that I can use for OBS and just press start recording. And, you know, you're pretty much here where we are now. But it was it was rough because I thought it was a great conversation. And we, we you know, it's not it's not anybody's fault. I'm not blaming you at all. It's just stupid corruption of files. It just it do be that way sometimes. So I wanted to get you back on ever since. But. I thought that it should make it try to make it special. And rather than go for like, I don't know, a big name or something really splashy. I was like, this is a big splash for me. This is important to me that we treat you right here, Sean. <laughs> Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's fair. It's only fair. Cause I mean, you had to address the past a little bit, but we can't, we can't live in it. I mean, I got plenty of the past to talk about, but we're in the present now we're living it. I'm ready. Speaking of present, I wanted to try and recall what exactly we were talking about when we did the podcast that nobody will ever be able to hear. Do you have family members who are like, they have their own little passion and obsession that they know absolutely everything about? Is that you? Yeah, that was me. Yeah. So kind of like a big thing that got me into mailing kind of like shape my persona is like my family like in general is just kind of one of those people that like everyone has encyclopedic knowledge and like all their interests and shit so like you have like my dad and my um like middle brother uh i'm the oldest of three boys and he's um and those two are like they can recall every sports player my mom has like insane musical retention and then my youngest brother it's like absurd he just like literally everything um me it was always like it started with mythology when i was younger i was really into like greek myths and shit um i mean if if we really want to go back as far as gaming wise it probably goes to like the pokemon let's play era like i'd been on youtube like since i was like 10 years old 2006 i'd like always been making shit let's go Um, yeah and like before that um before melee i played league and like my kind of my niche in league um was like i wasn't really i only ever really like peaked at plat but i was able to be like a pretty decent like analyst um because of like how much content i consumed and like um as far as uh you know that's concerned um Sorry about that. No worries. Part out. Oh, give me one sec. 
<clears throat> Blurring a part out? Why would I do that? Well, I should actually probably think hard about whether or not I want to. I want to <clears throat> Sorry about that. Out. No, you're fine. You're good. Um, yeah, however you want to deal with that. Anyways, um, but... Yeah, no, as far as league, like, I knew all the players and shit, like, I I just, like, on the ladder, like, not even just, like, the pro players, I knew all these, like, challenger players with, like, 10 viewer streams and shit, and I was just, like, a pretty good scout, um, which translated really well into, like, how I got into Melee, like, I knew about Melee from Evo 2013, and then going from there, I became, like, a massive stream monster, and, like, when I started playing, like, you didn't have Uncle Punch, you didn't have 20XX, you kind of just had training mode, and you had, like, um, you know, the people you could play with, um, like, which in my case was, like, high school people, and, like, you know, a few other people I might mention later on that, you know, are still in the community, but, um, yeah, so, like, I was on training mode, watching Twitch streams, tournament streams, going back pretty much consumed as much goddamn content as possible and uh that's why i know you know as many people say conceivably every fucking player like under the sun like i i would argue like it's between me and the only other person other than me who i think has quite the same retention but she's even conceded that i might have more is uh pikachu 942 i was about to say uh, yeah um yeah she also has a pretty high retention but very different eras she's from like game facts and shit i'm from like i don't uh, the, know like the like, beginning I'm of not, the twitch I'm era right i'm not from anything really i mean i had a reddit kid phase <laughs> but that's that's long gone <laughs> it, it's funny right you get to this point and i still compete i'm like one of the like tos that like still competes nowadays i guess as far as like my prevalence is one but I don't get to play Melee, like, I don't play Melee too much, like, uh, outside of social or, like, tournament situations. But, um, you know, so, like, I, I'm not getting wins like I used to. Not that I was anything ever too crazy, but I, I was all right in my prime. But if there's one thing no one can ever beat me on is no one players. Like, legit... And the funniest part is, too, is, like, I've almost used it to my advantage in, like, a grimy sense is, like, <laughs> in that um, a Shine 2018, right? I've TO'd Shine forever. We'll talk about that later, I'm sure. But um TO'd that forever, and, like, I literally know who these people are, and they have no idea who I am. So I'm, like, scouting out, like, you know, people, like, I'm pretty – I think I'll lose to, but I might have a good set. But, like, some people, it's like, ooh. I don't know. It might be demon time. I might be trying to get some money real quick. So I've been, I've been known to go on some some runs. We'll see. We'll see next time. But um, but yeah, to like address that, yeah, like that's kind of my my thing in melee. I know a shit ton of results, and I know like multiple players and regions. Like my knowledge is kind of absurd. I just have like complete and total recall of like just the most neat like this has got to be some of the most neat shit and like you could like remember to the extent i am like i'm really on like it, it's funny i play ice climbers because like the way the way it is almost fits the ice climbers um 
you know, kind of tagline. People call them like the fucking bug collector shit. That's what I feel like when it comes to knowing all these players. I'm like the bug collector of the melee scene. But someone's got to do it. It's a dirty job. So, and I'm very much up to the task because I, I love it. I find all that shit. It, it's just, it, it's funny. It goes back to the myths, dude. Like, I just love lore in general when it comes to like pretty much anything. Like, if you saw, like, how much time I spend watching documentaries and shit, it's absurd. I just enjoy knowing history, and everyone has their own different interpretations to it. Like, I'm very Melee stats adjacent, but where I differ from them is I'm more, like, focused on... Not that, um, not that everyone... Everyone voted fucking great friend of mine, known him for years from the Connecticut scene, literally loved the shit out of his Smash history writings. But for me, like, we, we just have different, um, he and I have different interpretations of it. He has, like, a textbook interpretation of it, whereas I'm more like, uh, kind of like, you're, you know, out, out at the bar, you know, shooting the shit, kind of, you know, re- recalling of it. But that's, that's the beauty of, that's the beauty of Melee and of any medium, and, like, why I kind of love the comparison to, you know, your regular sports or your regular niche hobbies you know like adjacent to like trading card games and shit there's just so much rich history about the players the game that you don't really get out of other shit and that's why i'm still here fucking like eight years later so there you go so then why does sp99 another person who's a regular in the melee stats discord get credit for flash at reptide and not you well, because that's the Falco, that's the Falco Discord. I'm much respect to them. There's a lot of grind. There's a lot of grinders in there. There's uh, I'll give a shout out to Arrow from Chicago, who's also in that Discord, who um was on the verge of just being ranked in Chicago. Pretty decent um, Falco player that always grinded, but like particularly made strides like throughout the quarantine era to kind of get ready for this new era of land, and has definitely been like showing up. Um, as far as it's concerned, I knew who Flash was before, not to the same extent as some other people did, but I very much knew his results. I knew how he had done it. Like, I think the first time I really became familiar with him was at, um, uh, there was this regional called Agus in, uh, Northeastern Ohio. Plup was at it too. And Flash did fairly well at that. That tournament was more like a Jake and Shake. He like Flash just always kind of lived in the Jake and Shake and Shadow of like both of them are really like strong ass players that like you know presumably came out of nowhere but not really they'd always like you know been right. in their seat. It's just Jake and Shake and would show up more. Flash is just like it's it's all attendance with Flash. Like he just would not show up to shit. And it, it's interesting that region has like a lot of players like that. I'm very. Like, for example, someone who actually used to go out to stuff more and is now going back after quarantine is, um, I'll shout out, I, I played him on Netplay all the time back in the day, pre-Slippy. Uh, Grandma's Got Game, GGG, the Yoshi player. Um, that region just has, like, a lot of hitters that, like, people just sleep on because it's like, oh, Northeastern Ohio? Like, that's bumfuck. If I know anything about Melee, it's that, it's the people that come from bumfuck you gotta be terrified of. <laughs> Okay, if there's the one thing I've learned. It's a good, it's a oh. lesson well learned by a lot of the Melee community after watching I mean, like, Riptide. Riptide, not even that, dude. It goes all the way back to 
just the just if we're looking at the basic concept of like pro melee the fact that like seven of the best players of all time and like at one point like you know when they were elected the definitive top seven that you have five like you know um north americans like fucking americans and then you have just two people from sweden of old like sweden like that in the scheme of things you know if you think of like shooting games and shit sweden's up there but like you didn't really i didn't really you don't really associate it with fighting games how you, not that you associate you know any specific that that's the beauty of fighting games is that like they are very big in asia but like i don't think i could really like tie them down to one because like for example in counter-strike it's like the europeans and sometimes the brazilians too but the europeans are just disgusting right um but it, it's just so it, at the end of the day it's just so interesting that you know usually you'd think okay this game was most popular you know it was popular in japan but most popular in north america at least as far as longevity standpoint yeah yet you know, two of like the greatest of all time are just from Sweden, and not only are they from Sweden, they're from like the two opposing cities in Sweden that adds that much more of a lore layer to it. Like, dude, it's fucking crazy. Like, this game's insane. <laughs> I just love how Europe, the East Coast, and the West Coast all have different personalities that you just get called, oh, you're from the East Coast. When you go over to another region and you start playing more along the lines of trying to go you know, hard on the punish game, somebody's going like, oh, okay, I see what's going on. And then Europe is kind of in the same vein a little bit, but like, I, I feel like they like, even harder focus on like trying to extend punish. And then, of course, the West Coast, like it's that stereotype of just like playing more field-based or neutral or, or whatever, whatever. But like, I love that there's narratives about like those really big regions in the world i know isn't that like isn't that so funny that people call you by your coast instead of like your state and then it's like it's like man y'all really shaft in the midwest out here too because i mean a we just talked about flash and i mean i just talked about neo neo's one of my northeastern ohio is literally one of the most like fascinating case studies um just fucking in melee. I mean, Mango was there at one point too. Also produced so. the best TikToker that we have probably to date. You know, not a not a big deal. Shoutouts to. Oh, oh Zets. Well, Zets is more. Well, actually, I think he might be like from there originally. But I mean, he he's in Columbus. But I know he went to. I'm not gonna claim to know my Ohio, but I know he like. I think he was like from. I saw Frecky talking about this on Twitter. Shouts to Frecky too. Also Neo. I know there was a big regional there at one point, like in Youngstown. I don't know if that's in Neo. I believe me, I'm from I'm from Massachusetts. I don't know. I don't claim to know shit about Ohio, <laughs> and I'll probably never go there. I mean, Riptide looked cool and all, but Ohio's not for me. I'm just gonna keep it real. But. No, but wasn't uh is it Ribs Day a Neo event? Because I feel like I see enough. Nah, that's that I Columbus. Social... Okay, so then Zets is not. That, let's that's be clear, Columbus. Um, funny enough, actually, the reason why I thought of Grandma's Got Game on a side note was that um, they had a 30 minute. Their logo's been doing pretty well. They've like consistently around like 30, 30 plus, um, you know, entrance like in Northeastern Ohio in 2021 for Melee. Like, pretty cool stuff, if you ask me. So. 
I think that's great. There was somebody who had posted onto Twitter like saying, "How are the locals going in your in your regions or in your specific states?" Yeah, that was real beat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like people were saying like you know thirty here, thirty there, forty here, forty there. Like really cool to hear that like for for those pockets of communities within Smash or within Melee, excuse me, that there's a decent amount of people attending weeklies. Like that to me seems like a like a good sign of the people wanting to come out and play and not just do online. I'm never going to try to claim that online is one-to-one same with offline, especially in a tournament setting. It's just that there's a lot of reasons to stay home still. I mean, the pandemic is still a thing. The, the ease of use is still a thing. Playing melee in your pajamas is still a thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is like something I always bring up, but like, the direction of this game, um, I'm very glad that weeklies are still around, and I'm glad they're still popping. I mean, I run one of the ones that's been doing fairly well still. Like, in my opinion, getting 30 gamers, like, for any or more, like, on a, a weekday night with the hecticness of life, especially in this era, it's a blessing, you know? But for a while... I thought the direction has been going toward very clearly towards weekend events being um, kind of the wave, so to speak. And it really seems like that is the direction ultimately. So like what you've seen like in recent events, um, because like, you know, some that whole thread kind of originated from like the concern of, um, I think nightclub like had been, you know, getting 64 and then for whatever reason, I think they were a little concerned about getting like 40 to like, you know, 50. And I was like, and I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm friends with all of them. We're region adjacent. I kind of just gave them the sense of like, you know, you guys kind of are the hub. Like it's, we're still in a weird transition, transitionary point, you know, like ultimately that's just kind of how that's just kind of where we're at at the moment and to kind of just adapt to that and just you know you gotta you gotta put the work in you know i've always been a big thing of like having to do like the social media like having a newsletter whatever you gotta do to get people in the know um and that's paid off for me and it's paid off for other people so but in general though don't be surprised if just like weekend events are just like way more. I mean, weekend events have done incredibly well since like they've been doing well before and they've like maintained pretty much for the most part um, the same kind of momentum. It, like it's different because you lose people that like were around like, you know, it, it's just a testament to how fucking long it's been really. I mean, we're going on like two years, so it's like, yeah. It, a lot a lot changes but you know kind of is it, it is what it is but like very much so um it's good to see people playing in general so you know yeah and so for me for update for me you this podcast episode in particular will come out after this upcoming weekend where super smash con is happening and in Lancaster PA 717. I will have be going to the kickoff weekly that's going to be hopefully held every Saturday 
we had not had weeklies because we could not find a venue this entire summer and fall. So this is finally my time to shine or something. I don't know. But like I, I've just been with this computer. I, it really, it's a laptop being not great with Melee. All those shout outs to Ham Yojo and the entire Diet Melee team for putting together a great mod to make it possible. It's, 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 it's all right still. But like I was playing with somebody in Lancaster <laughs> and it was 40 ping. <laughs> and I, uh, my, it did, and it's decent enough. I have no idea why it was that high, but I'm thinking, I feel like it has something to do with my laptop. <laughs> so anyway, it should not have been 40 ping. I'm really happy to be going back to going back to another tournament. This will be my second IRL ever, and then I'll be able to... Close my mind, you've only gone to one, but hey. But I'll be able to go to a lot more if it's held every week, so shout-outs to Jay Bobison and to Curtis, who, yes, are p trying to make this happen every week moving forward now that we have a venue. No, that's very, that's very cool. I'm happy for y'all. I mean, as an aside, I know this is, like, kind of uh my show so to speak a little bit but it's very much your show as well i mean you're the fucking host thank you for inviting me but like huh. where's the uh venue at what's the what's the venue what's the tea yeah so the venue is uh let's so let's just more or less paint a picture lancaster county mostly farmland amish we have amish people here they do farming but there's yeah. a little pocket in the middle more or less it's lancaster city there are no high risers. Literally, the tallest building is a Hilton Hotel or something that goes maybe six floors up. It is really oh not that God. big of a city, but but it, it would probably remind you a little bit of like maybe Philadelphia suburbs or Maryland suburbs. Like it's oh just, sure yeah yeah. That's just basically like oh somebody took a chunk of outer Philadelphia and put it in the middle of Amish land. Like that's what it would remind you of. So there's a university here called Millersville University. And so there's a building somewhere on campus, I think, if I recall correctly, where it's being held. I didn't look at it too hard. I didn't even look to see if the event was in Lancaster. I just saw the event go up on our on our Discord, on the 717 Melee Discord, saying IRL locals are back. And I said to myself, oh, I'll just register for that. I didn't even look at the address. I looked at it afterwards because I assumed it was in Lancaster. Wow, that's how dedicated <laughs> you are to it. But I'll no, I'll look at the art address a little bit harder leading up to. We have six entrants so far. Doesn't surprise me because no one's gonna rush to register unless it's me and uh, you know, the five other people, but I'm sure a lot of people hopefully about ten or fifteen more people will register between now and Saturday and then maybe I can not go Owen two. But I'm I'm thinking I'm gonna go Owen two very soundly and it'll be fun anyway because I'm gonna get to play irl melee with people and hopefully find somebody who can who can be like hey i'll i'll apprentice you a little bit or maybe i'll find somebody who's actually around my skill level and we can just get better together like that's what i that's what i really want to find as compared to playing online a lot i don't know that's where i am <laughs> right now there you go that's that's sick man love that super happy for you Thank you. I appreciate that. So that's, so yes, that's a update for me and for Lancaster. So if, hey, if you're in the area, I know that the few people listen to the podcast that are sort of local, although they're probably already going to the event anyway, but just make sure you keep going. And again, Curtis, Jay Bobiston, thank you so much for making that happen. So Very cool. I wanted to, yes, ask you a little bit more about the origin story stuff, because even though we've talked about it before, I don't remember every detail. And I love hearing that you came in at around the same time and talked to people 
in the beginning that you're still friends with to this day. They're still in the in the community to this day. You want to talk about those friendships that you? Oh yeah, no worries. So, um, I started. I first local was August first, twenty fourteen. As a game over, um, I went to high school with Crush. Um, so I was a year older than him. So he was the one that I knew about competitive melee before, but he told me about locals. I play with him and I play with Yasu a bit, but I didn't know he didn't go by Yasu at the time. I just knew him as Art. Uh, he was a Roy player, funny enough. I mean, plays Marf now, ended up becoming top player. Yasu changed his tag. And he <laughs> become a top player too, but uh, in his own right, not on Crush's level, but those two were um, great to play with. But yeah, I'd like commute to tournaments like on the T. Like my very, my like melee before me, so like. Um, I started right before my senior year of high school started and I wasn't really able to go to a lot. I was able to go to, um, I went to all three busts, which was like the first. So like before shine was a thing, New England had obviously never had a national. Um, well, at least in the modern era, they had had right. a national back in the day with the major, with the major, the solid Jake. Um, but like we had never had anything on like that scale. So we ran these regionals called BUST, which is Boston University Smash Tournament, um, held at Boston University. There were three of them. There were like they're all fucking iconic tournaments. Like um, the BUST tournament series that invented the multiple brackets um, format. Like your amateur bracket existed before that, but this one had four different. It was round robin pools. And depending on how you did in each round on pool, um, so it was like eight people in each pool. Two people would go to pro bracket. Two people go to inter- uh, would go to intermediate bracket. Um, two people go to amateur bracket, and then two people go to um, Buster bracket. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was like that tournament, that tournament series, especially that one in particular. That's what got me really into it because, like, um, when I was coming up, like. So after like high school, right? I like I, I played plenty of melee, I went to locus and stuff, but I didn't really find my family till I went to like college um, in Connecticut. And one thing led to another. It's like a pretty long story, but essentially, um, the Quinnipiac. I went to Quinnipiac University, and Rolled Gold um, was an alumni. He graduated like a couple months before I like showed up, um, and he was the TO of Hall of Gaming, which has been like the one of the longest running tournament series of all time um just straight up um and it's uh he and um Schminkeldorf, uh were the tos of that and one thing went to another in that i was able to so like as far as like going out in college i'd go out on the weekends but like in my school some people go out thursday night but i was like okay thursday is like actually like perfect for melee for me so, so i'd be there and i'd like like i said i'd taken an interest in seating like before like, I had dabbled in TOing and commentating and, like, all that shit before. But it wasn't until Jason um, Rolgold was like, hey, like, I can't keep doing this drive. Like, he worked at Duracell, which was, like, an hour, like, hour ten away. And, like, driving Connecticut is a bitch. So, like, <laughs> you know, ultimately, um, it was he was just kind of like, okay, like, you're really into this stuff. So, and you've been, like, learning a bit. So, I mean, you want to take over? And I'm like, hell yeah. So, I took over and... Like thing was um the weeklies were always good but connecticut didn't really have weekend events before so i kind of you know got our monthlies going and created gigahog well we used to run like the hog by monthlies before 
and those were good too but like once it got to the gigahogs that's when i like really hit my stride and like for context the last gigahog um was it was uh it was in i believe the end of january or the beginning of february 2020 and there was a snowstorm that weekend um out of nowhere and the fiends were so dedicated i still had 90 people like that tournament would have had an obscene amount of people like regardless i just built like such a like such a rapport um you know ultimately which was cool so like you know one one thing led to another started tealing that um got pretty good at that was involved with like stuff with shine as far as commentary was concerned and seating ended up just becoming a to straight up and um and that was like you know still early on because i've only been toing like technically since like 2016 so five years i've been in the community like eight years but i've only been toing for like i've been toing for most of that but like, I don't really count the first, like, melee before college for me. Like, it's that was when I was getting my feet wet. But I didn't really, yeah. like, get the game. Like, I got to practice. Like, I, I was blessed. I was able to play with, like, some of the most iconic players, like, in melee of all time. Like, story I always tell is, like, Swift Bass, um, who, fucking great person to talk to. He's, he should be a bucket list person on your list for sure. Because that guy literally invented pretty much the Connecticut slash New England and Pittsburgh melee scenes, like pretty much was the godfather of both of them. And he was my favorite player. Like he was the first tournament set I ever saw was Swift Base versus Fisher. It was Fox DK at Evo on stream. And first saw him at bus two. Ended up um, through my college connections, I was able to go and like just be in the scene. I'd go to fests at his house. Connected was big on fests um, back in the day. Fests are great. Fest culture was definitely a big part of keeping me in melee. Very much about the people. But uh, ultimately, though, um, go to his place and it's just crazy. He just became, you know, someone I idolized, um, still do, you know, became like one of my really good friends and like a mentor, you know, like he's, he's been around the block. He's got, uh, that's a man with, with a wife and a house, like, and a really good job, like, and has done multiple careers. Like he's been around the fucking block. So just stuff like that is like very is just very cool to me like the kind of the doors that were open um you know from getting involved but yeah i mean that's generally and i've just kind of kept things moving ever since like i graduated in 2019 i've been back in massachusetts i've taken over um new game plus so the coolest part too is that the local i run now new game plus revival is the direct continuation of the first local I ever went to in August 2014. So I actually went full fucking circle, dude. Like I went from attendee to running it. So if that doesn't say anything about the grind I've been on, then I don't know what the fuck else does. So 
But you don't have a melee stats role in the Discord. What's up with that? You just have the patron. Nah, role. I'm adjacent with them. I'm really good friends with them, but I'm not. I'm not good with numbers like that. Not to the degree they are. Like raw history and shit. I'm the motherfucker you see with the baseball cards. Okay, I'm not the one when it. I'll use a baseball analogy. I'm not the one with the gut. Like, you know the people at baseball games who have like the the small ass sheet or whatever it's like that format and they're like keeping track of every individual interaction and shit that's like melee stats me i'm the fucking like guy who's like talking up the lore like oh this guy he's a fucking star and college kid like like straight boss and all my straight boss and shit but um like that's me that's honestly that is like the perfect analogy for it really because and that's why i i like, I'm very friendly with all of them. Like, some of my best friends. I mean, I was literally at Edwin Bunning's, Edwin Bunning's wedding. And that was literally, like, I think I think that was actually, like, a couple of days ago. It was the two-year anniversary of that. Yes. Yes. Happy so anniversary true. to Edwin Budding. Yeah. And, and the but, lady. Um, Excuse me. Yeah. But anyways, um, nah, I just, I'm not, I'm not a numbers guy. I, I work with them plenty. I mean, a lot of, a lot of Melee stats and myself are in um the national seating group but you know yeah but and seating is numbers so how do you do seating like that's what i want to know seating is <sighs> do it the more like the not like it make bracket structure the bracket structure is so fascinating like to be honest like one of the coolest parts that really got me into it was like i liked how bracket structure worked um in like you know like league and shit but when it came to melee and like just seeing you know learning about round robin pools seeing formats like waterfall be developed like coming up all these other ideas bracketing is just like it's something i never knew i was so into until i got into it so in my opinion bracketing and stats are very related and you can't really have one without the other, but at the same time, um, the numbers don't really, like, they do and they don't matter. Because they directly determine who plays each other, but when you get to a point where you realize of how often upsets are, what it really comes down to is you're trying to maintain, you know, you want to reward people for skill, but ultimately in 2021 era and just melee is the most unique game when it like an ultimate to smash in general yeah just like fighting games in general but particularly smash's community is very good about you know avoiding regional conflict like going out of their way to like make sure like you know there's variance in who plays and shit so when you have perspective it's not necessarily the numbers may maintain who plays each other sure but ultimately it's more so that's where i come in because you have the records of people playing each other which true that's a stat but some people it's just they just retain that shit like for me so like often for example i'll shout out g town tom who is also um he and i pretty much run new england these days and mm -hmm. he friend of the program Oh yeah, and he um, it's funny. We'll be talking, we'll be seeing shit, and like he'll go to the bracket immediately. But I'll pretty much always know. I'm like, yeah, 
pretty sure they played like this week. Like it was actually fucked up. Like on commentary last night, I actually like knew the exact set counts. Like, just, <laughs> oh no, like, for no reason. Like for no, just com- actually like just a complete guess. It's and alarming. like, right, just because I'm like, <laughs> You're not I mean, that I guy. Really got, to be fair, to be fair, I run the goddamn tournament where most of the sets happen. So like, you know, I pay attention to my tournament. Cause I mean I don't get I, that, that's the thing I don't get to enter that much I mean I I really uh, to be honest I could enter it but I'm I'm more there for the people but I don't get a twist I still got fire from melee I I'm very much one of the gatekeepers in New England if you beat me you're probably ranked in your state or you're probably pretty good and can beat people uh-huh. yeah because it depends on the region like a there's a SoCal player that's not ranked doesn't mean they're not a good player. Oh no, I mean ranking culture. That's Christ Almighty. This wasn't a, um, you know, chat about like you know kind of my stories and shit. I could talk about that for hours, but you know that's that's a story for another day. But yeah. There's something that I've never understood, and it's not fair for me to automatically assume that you know just because you went to high school with Crush, but I vividly remember seeing for the first time that interview where he just looks at the guy and says, Ashley, you know what? I just realized I can't do this, and walks away. And so that, like, I don't know the exact order of what happens after that, but is that literally the last time he's, like, front-facing in melee and just, like, completely dips after that? Oh, I, dude, like, I, I don't, I wouldn't know that off the top of my head. I don't remember, like, the exact date of that interview. See, I can recall the date, like, you know, the people he played and shit, but you want stuff like that, day of the, like, nah, that's, hey, go talk to the Melee Stats guys. Eh, no, they probably don't know either. But, um, <laughs> no, maybe, I mean, Jack just took a step back because he accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. I mean, if you want, if you want to hear it from the horse's mouth, from like someone, I don't claim to be closer to him than ever. People shout out to my boy ants and ant and cags who are like really tied with him. They're both sick ass players, sick ass people. But if you want my opinion as someone who knew him for years, um, still do. Um, I mean, for Christ's sakes, he, he ended up calling me stock, but what's funny is, is like, so my name is Sean Thomas O'Connor. And the tag stock, well, tag stock money. And so it originally was stock because, so they had the LL Bean backpacks, right? And usually it was three initials, but my mom got one that was four. So it was STOC. And that's what it used to be. It used to be STOC. But then I'd use it as a fucking um, gamer tag, right? It's always been my gamer tag. So sometimes people pronounce it stock. Sometimes people pronounce it STOC. So my first local, I go there and I actually have no idea how it's going to be pronounced. I was actually assuming it was going to be pronounced STSC. And then Matt.Zev calls me stock. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) And then later on in Connecticut, which is fine because STSC is cool, but stock works way better for like Smash and some other shit because it's just crazy Um, how, how often I have to introduce myself as stock because I'm like, okay. They're not gonna call me my real name, so this is it's not worth it's not worth knowing. But you know, is what it is. And um Yeah, so 
ultimately, like, he kind of just accomplished, Crush just kind of accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. And, you know, going back to my tag, I kind of lost my track of thought there for a second. I think, um, I think you, the money, I think you, the money part, the money part of stock comes yeah. from, so in Connecticut, everyone used to enter with joke tags, right? And full disclosure, I had a, I had a Miller Lite before this, somebody. Um, <laughs> you're perfectly and, uh, fine with vibing by the way you know shuppies yeah, came on I lose, like, I lose my track of thought a little bit i also wake up mad early for work i know you do too so yeah yep so it's been a long day a little fun oh yeah to finish it's it off a, it's been a goddamn long day i'm like oof. but we got we got to keep it moving but anyways in connecticut when i first moved there everyone would enter with joke tags and um, so mine, I went for like low hanging fruit. I was like New York Stock Exchange, and people thought that was hilarious. And then my buddy Matt Tag Doom, just one day was like, "Yo, stock money," and I was like, "Okay, I fuck with this." But then everyone thought I was ripping off hacks, and you know I know Aziz pretty well too. And it's like, no, I wasn't. The tag came naturally from that. But I used to spell it. So here's another thing. Well, two things. For one thing. If you want how weird coincidences and tags can be in this goddamn community, because there are a lot of coincidences. So, like I said, I just gave you the whole lowdown, Sean Thomas O'Connor. There's a fucking player from Chicago whose tag is Sock, S-O-C, and his tag his name is Sean O'Connell. Yep. And I played him before. <laughs> Did you win? I won, yeah. Heck yeah. But um, yeah, uh, that was him. That was a fucking friendly said like shine, but like shine twenty seventeen or something. I don't even know. But uh, either way, um, it used to be stock. It used to be stoc dollar sign. But then there's a player named Stocks who's also from Massachusetts. This um, and for context, I am the palest motherfucker on the planet. And Stocks is a fucking legendary fucking homie black fucking Mario. Like this guy is he's we could not be more we could not be more different. But people would actually mistake me for him because they think Stocks they they call pronounce it Stocks and that fucking drove me insane. Because he's a legend, but my tag isn't fucking Stocks, it's stock money. That just pissed me off. So that's why I started spelling it. And I like lowercase, like, I like the all caps aesthetic, but for me, lowercase is cool. It's just, it's my vibe. So just spelled it out, all lowercase stock money, and no one has mispronounced it since pretty much. So that's that. That's the tag origin. I People always get a kick out of that. I literally have people, like, for years who would have no fucking idea. Um, By the way, like, what my name was or like what my tag meant like they'd find out and be like what the fuck i'm like it wasn't not obvious and i mean it's in, in smashy g era where like in twitter era where like you know your name's out there and shit yeah um you know obviously it's easy to figure it out but like before when it was like ultra i mean for christ's sake dude when i started going to locals they were still on tio pro like Trelonge was like just starting to become really big. I mean, oh god, Smashy G was such a fucking ugh. 
paper pools, fucking like trying to run all. You'd have to make. So you'd make a challenge bracket, and you'd have to make multiple brackets and work out the seating by hand to figure out shit before Smash G had its algorithms and could, like, you know, obviously a very user friendly. Mm. But it was not like that by any means back in the day. Nope, no siree. So you got to see you got to see the end of that era, though. Because it wasn't too terribly long where Smash GG started to take over, right? Um, dude, honestly, so the first Smash GG tournament I remember, I believe, was I think the Big House Five. That was the first big one. Um, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, it was. Uh, for sure, because Big House Four had PM still. And then Big House 5 was the first one that didn't have PM. Sad. Smash GG's, yeah. Smash GG's only been around for like, um, yeah, like six years. And uh been a very interesting time, too, because a lot of people from like New England in particular have like worked there um, as well. Myself, I've made it through, um, I had been a contender to work there at one point, but none of the, um, I was, I was just a little too young at the time and just like positions didn't work out. But I've been, I've been very adjacent with like Smash G for years and like, you know, very happy to have worked with them on like uh what's it called? Very very happy to have worked with them like with Shine and stuff and just like it, it is a blessing to have a platform like that, you know. No matter what, what gripes you have, um, with certain things, like how long it took for like, you know, mobile shit, ETC. It's, uh, they're definitely doing God's work, I would say. So, is what it is. But. I want to hear a story of yours that comes to mind when it comes to Shine, because you could talk about how it started from your own perspective if you want to, but I know you love the lore. So tell me a lore story as it comes to any of the Shine tournaments that you've run and been a part of. All right. Oh man. Okay, so it's Shine twenty I wanna say seventeen or eighteen and I am I'm coming I'm walking around the venue. This is in like I think we're in top sixty four, so like it's a it's a it's a busy time. I'm watching matches, I'm doing other shit. And then I'm walking all of a sudden my buddy Coldo, Colin Fife, one of my idols, one of my mentors. And then Tafokins runs up to us. Well, Tafokins runs up to me first. And he's like, yo, Stock, uh, we need a TO. Something's going on in the back. I'm like, what the fuck? So then Colin and I go back there. It turns out that Mewtwo King requested to pay, play Shroom backstage. And what happens is, is Shroom goes up 2-1 um, because they gentlemen to no chain grabs. And what happened was, is Mewtwo King pauses the set and wanted to go to chain grabs. Um, and there was a debate on that. And so me and Colin come back there and we're like, what the fuck? Because the thing with a gentleman's agreement is, is this a gentleman's agreement? Like, there's no, like, we're not going to be like, oh, no, because of that, like, you know, he can't stop, you know, no chain grabs. Like, it's a gent, no, like. So it's like, if, so we're like, if Mewtwo King wants to break the gentleman's agreement, then I mean, 
we don't have a lot it's grimy but we don't it's not in the rules so it's like it's just like the it's just such a Mewtwo King story. It's just like what the fuck. So he ends Perfect up like Mewtwo winning, King story, yeah. He ends up winning the set, but like out of all of the TO decisions, and I've had some weird ones. I've had people call the store on the phone to try and pre-register for a weekly instead of like literally any of the seven other ways you can do it. They called the place. Wow. Um which is like which to me was funny because how could you – how would you call the place – like I don't know how you would find the tournament that – like because every post of the tournament would have my number and my Twitter. I don't know how – or like I – Christ's sake, it might even have my email. I don't know how you'd end up calling the damn store. But the Mutagen fucking gentleman thing – that that shit just always leaves a sour taste in my mouth because I was like, man, that's so dumb. <laughs> I mean, it was so dumb they were playing backstage too, but like he wanted to avoid the. I don't know. That's a curse set. I mean, it, Christ, was that the year he fucking won? Or fucking got like oh God, I don't even know. Yeah, dude. I can't remember or off the top. I think of it was. Head. I actually think it was the year he won. Yeah, Shine twenty seventeen. That sounds about right. Yeah, so, yeah, no, I'm, that, I'm only that, trying to remember because 2016 is when Mango lost to, I believe, Nintendo. Um, so then, if 2017 was the year that S Fat went on that big run and beat Hungry Box, yeah, so yeah, 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 because yeah, and and that's because um. Yeah, and that, and that's and that's all. And that's all, uh, oh God, there's so many like different fucking things with shine. No, it had to have been 20. It had to have been 2070 because Mewtwo can beat S fat in that grand finals. But, and yeah, and mango got third, if I'm not mistaken, but yeah, like that. Cause actually what's funny is I was never, I've never been. So I was in college up until 2019. So I'd never been able to stay for like day three of shine until 2019 and that after party's legendary so we had a cypher of like me makari get a war machine uh stuff these are some new england names mike hayes mog we had a big like rap cypher that's like recorded you can go find that on the new england melee facebook page part of it like you can find <laughs> mog like absolutely like destroying this like fucking um we shop like remix beat like <laughs> crazy. but yeah that, no, that, shines a good shines a good time there's some fucking annoying ass annoying ass situations but i, I fucking love that tournament so love is death it's my baby i mean i'm not even one of the big boys too honestly i'm just grateful for the bosses like like she like matt thoughts up like like Colin, like fuck dude crazy you want there to be a shine 2022 just as much as the next person obviously but from your own perspective oh, how mean, realistic is that i mean i'm not going to explicitly say when it is but i would count on shine being a thing next year so 
like that aside, I'm not saying you have to tell me one way or the other. Oh, but I'm, like, I, I'm not. I don't plan on it. But like your, but, but your heart. Tell me where your heart is. Do you want it back? How the Shine organization being back, running and running events in 2022 for sure, and onward. And that's what you want, well, right? I know more than that. And that's what you want, right? What well, wanted to come back? Oh, totally. I mean, granted, like running running events in this era has been so wild but like i honestly gotta give props to all the people that go to shit and like have been compliant with like you know us having you know we've had we have a vaccination database like Mm -hmm. we have like you know very strict about masks and shit everyone's like i literally have not have yet to have like you know any issues in new england outright um and you know planning on keeping it that way um you know Hell or high water, you know. I mean, granted, you know, we've seen with some of these ones break breakout cases are 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 possible. I'm not gonna, you know, there there is inherently a risk, but I I generally think all things considered, like we have done, you know, a very good job, you know, given the circumstances. I very much think it's possible to unsafe event events in this era, but if you don't take certain precautions, I think you should not be running events. But I think the Mayo community as a whole has done pretty well with that. Am I? Am I? And there, I will say I, I was very much skeptical, and there's a reason why I haven't really traveled like outside of um, you know, yet to anything big like, you know, like your Riptides. Like yeah, I'm planning on going to Genesis. I'm registered. I kind of just like wanted to work on you know, my own region in, uh, you know, 2021, like while we came back with what, with what Melee we had left with the year. Right. So that was kind of the intention and it's gone, you know, fairly well as far as I'm concerned. So, but yeah, no, I mean, definitely. I think it's very much possible to keep shit rolling. So I'm hoping yeah. to get out to a few of these super majors myself in the in the year 2022. It's it's been tricky since uh, we we moved. That's a that's an expense and some other things. But I'm hoping that we'll be able to make a few things happen. Like I want to, like the vision that I have is like going to places that are more East Coast for sure because I can drive pretty well uh not that it's like a super secret hidden talent that i have or anything it's just that i've <laughs> uh, i've done driving for a living and it's not a big deal to me so like i'll drive if i need to to a place like super smash con that's easy clap or up to shine easy clap you know but for yeah. for something that's out in the midwest like the big house or genesis in the year 2023 i guess since i'll be missing genesis 8 like I want to fly, I want to take my wife with me, and we'll leave the kids at home with my parents or something, and we could just go and yeah. Obviously, there'll be a lot of things that are geared towards me, but like we'll like I'll take her to like a restaurant that somebody tells me about, you know, like maybe you know what I mean. Like it's I think it'll be super cool to do something like that and make the tournament the central part of the experience as well. So that's what I'm trying to do, but we're gonna have to look real hard at that in the, in the in the in the new year once the new year comes through comes along my wife and i will take a look at everything that's going on and see if we can do that 
I want so badly to go up to a New England event stock. You have no idea because I want to force myself onto the Austin Melee podcast. I want to be at some of those local tournaments and then maybe at a big monthly that's happening like Mass Madness or whatever it is nowadays. So I'm hoping to get up there at some point, even if it's not for Shine, even if it's for like more local stuff because it'd be so cool to meet all the people that I've like interacted with like you obviously Austin Melee, but also get a War Machine and, and G-Town Tom, like all those. You're people. welcome anytime. Yeah, that's awesome. Happen. <laughs> we'll be in touch. You know where to find me. You found <laughs> me before. You found me so. so to get in the direction of wrapping up, you are not the all-knowing and authoritative source on coming from a TO's perspective, you are an expert and you've done this for long enough that you can talk about yourself specifically when it comes to your opinion on a 1.03 patch that Hacks recently introduced to the world and will be rolling out, I guess, in another month or so. But just like sweeping changes to how the game works from a software perspective. So if you've read anything about that, do you have any opinions on yeah, it? Yeah, I'm aware. I'm aware of it. I'm aware of it. Um, because, like, the thing with me, too, and it's another thing with Melee Stats, is, like, I'm very much, um, you know, kind of, like, it, it kind of just took me a bit to kind of get myself up to speed on some, knowledge, on some knowledge and shit. But, like, ultimately, um, I'm, I've been a big fan of what they've done. I think the current Slippy patch is, like, uh, the 1.08 is very good. I'm a big fan of that. I like I like some of the stuff going on in 1.03, but then like I don't know. I'm not when it comes to modding stages. Like I'm pretty content with just Frozen Stadium. Like I can totally see wherever people are coming from. Generally, like I try to lean in the like where the people go. I'm usually chill with. I'm very indifferent, but I but as a TO, right? I like I'm an indifferent part. Like I'm just. When it comes to me in Melee, I'm, I'm the worst. I've used, like, some of the fucking worst controllers of all time. And then people think about our control, I give it to them, and they're like, how the fuck do you play? Your left, your trigger doesn't work. And I'm like, no, I, I only use this one. <laughs> it's a true one, pretty much. And it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. So there's, like, stuff like that. Uh, do I think it's, like, I think it's, like, very promising and, like, cool. Um, but... I don't know if it's necessarily just everything on that whole situation aside. Um, like, I, I I think it's a cool idea, but I I don't know if I really. I'd like that it's going to be publicly publicly available. I like all that, but you need more. It, it just the changes it's making. It, it took us so. It literally took okay wobbling getting banned only happened because the smash world tour rule set did that and the only reason stadium finally got completely frozen is because slippy removed transformations for it to fucking to work on properly right so when you so like when you take that in mind when you keep that into consideration that two of the biggest rules set changes were pretty much caused because i mean it was almost like four it was like one of those things was like everyone was down for, but it was when you come down to it at the end of the day, kind of conformity 
but like in a universal way, so to speak, like a mostly universal way. You have plenty that uh, you're always going to have people that have, you know, detract on that. But it it took, but it 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 just kind of took a lot for that to happen. So I noticed in like that one, uh, and I'm talking mostly about stage stuff, like ledge grab and all that other shit. That's cool, but that that's. I'm, like I said, at the end of the day, however the direction the game wants to go, I mean, I don't want it to be too drastically changed, though. And that's why I'm like, I don't know. Because, well, all of the, the, we- the weirdest part of that one is, to my understanding, I don't think this is confirmed, so don't. But I was under the impression that at one point they were going to try, um... They were going to make all the FOD platforms the same height. That's the really big one because people have always talked about, you know, freeze wispy, shy guys, all that other shit, which by the way, I don't, I would personally rather wispy. I guess I don't care, but don't get rid of the shy guys. I don't know. The shy guys are my people. I hate that they're being frozen. Don't get rid of Randall. Yoshi, leave Yoshi's alone. Like Dreamland, I guess you get rid of Wispy. I don't really care. Wispy literally, <laughs> literally never bothered me. Ultimately, though, if you want my opinion on it, um, especially coming into this, uh, I mean, people are pretty much adopting, and that's okay. Another issue with that too, I literally didn't even think about right now. So that's on a memory card, one point oh three. Yep. Um, or at least it's going to be. Um. And then they're going to ship it out. There's no way, like, it's going to, it's not, unless it somehow is slippy built in, like, you lose the ability of what's so cool at these locals, which is having the files for people. Yeah. So it, it's a good, so what that might be good for the 1.03, that might be good for, like, nationals where, like, you can't do slippy, but I, the direction's almost going in where people are. I mean, you, the, this community will fucking do anything. <laughs> I mean, and I and I mean that. And when it comes down to the end of the day, you, you hit up a couple tos who already have their own stashes of USBs and shit, and it's not inconceivable to have a whole, you know, top one twenty eight recorded. Um, you know, so that's another thing I didn't even think of. Uh, do ultimately. It's cool shit. I mean, just anything, just rocking with it. Do I think it's going to stick? I have no, I mean, I don't know. It's just so, it's so random for that to come out right now. Yeah, and I almost feel like, I kind of treat it as like, you know how people have always, well, let's, let me rephrase. There have been suggestions in the past of having seasonal stage lists, right? Add in some custom stages and cycle it through seasons where maybe one season of competitive play, these are the five or six neutrals and a couple of counter picks. And you're, like I said, you're putting in some custom stages in, and that'll be what it is for that season. And then the next season, you switch it up again and again and so on. I kind of think of this as like kind of like the same thing where it's almost worthy of its own bracket or its own little tournament setup where it's like you want to play the 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 1.0 cardinal wispy frozen FOD platform starting off even bracket that's over there and then this is going to be the closer to but still not actually vanilla melee because people still want their UCF of course 
Mm-hmm. I almost feel like it's going to be treated like that at first. And then maybe depending on how popular it ends up becoming, becomes the standard. I think the biggest draw is the, the button remapping. Although I found out today, it's not true button remapping. It's only remapping different buttons for jumping. And isn't that just like the most infuriating thing ever? You figured out how to code the game where you could have a menu in the in the, in the menu of melee. Look, button retoggling, and then you say, "Oh no 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 no! You can't do shield with A. We're only talking about jumping buttons being remapped." Just like. I almost wanted to throw something just because I was like, just open up the rest of the toggling. I don't know if anybody wants to shield with A, but if they want to, they should get to do it. Damn it. That was my yeah. reaction. I agree. <laughs> I don't even so. know that. Like, it's not totally not a thing to shield with A. I don't, or I would be surprised. But if somebody wants to do it, they should get to do it. But apparently the 1.03 memory card thing only retoggles buttons for jumping. Like if you want to jump with the left trigger or the right trigger is E, I guess. Anyway. I'm just excited to, for myself, get more into the tournament setting, actually start to complain about these little things because I've always enjoyed Yoshi's story with Randall, with the fly guys, the shy guys. Because I love there's just there being just a little bit of something. Because I think that Melee, the theme of Melee to me has always been that there's a little bit of something. Now, watching PC Chris get 70 damage on last stock, last hit with cars at MLG Anaheim in 2006, watching that was a pain. But if there's a little bit of Fly Guys here and there, what is the big deal? Seriously, the FOD platforms being RNG, what is the big deal? I am excited to be proven wrong. I don't think I will be, to be honest with you, but I want to play enough Melee to actually start to understand some of these things more that, you know, the, the, the hardened veterans who have sunk in tens of thousands of hours complain about all the time because I want to try to get to that point so I can understand a little better. That's what I'm looking forward to. Mm -hmm. it's, it's something, man. I mean, for me these days, it's very much a social thing, but there was definitely... There was definitely a time where I uh, I was on the cutting edge of that kind of shit too. So I'm happy for you, man. We'll see. We'll see what happens with me and the competitive part of it. But I wanna I wanna stretch that muscle if I can, or build it, or whatever. I mean, because going to the locals and playing just yeah, that's that's all that's good. Yeah, I wanna see like how far can I actually take this? Because I've always been like. Am I just secretly one of the best players of all time, but I've never actually put in the time? Because I haven't. I want to, you know, I'm practicing each night this week, like a little bit here and there, just, just, just to see how it goes on Saturday. So I'm looking forward to it. And Stock, I'm looking forward to seeing what you do going into the new year when Melee will be officially 20 years old and you'll be going into your ninth year of being in the community. So I'm looking forward to seeing that as well. Where can the people find you if they want more of the stock money lore? You can find me at uh, at stock money on Twitter. Same on Insta, but if, if we're talking melee, it's mostly stock money. But I'll, I'm mostly this time. I'm more glad to plug um uh, at New England SSBM. That's the official New England Twitter account. If you want to get into the New England scene, because our regionals are popping, we have literally hosted like. 
some of the biggest regionals this year. Um, like we had posted like a hundred something person tournament, like multiple. Um, Would have been a hundred um, for G Town Tom's birthday bash, but invitational. Trail invitational would have been even bigger, but we had to cap that. You know, this is kind of how it is. Um, but like, follow that. Got plenty of news, and um, I guess that's for me. And the only other things I'll plug or follow hog underscore ct and um austin melee because those are two really good um new england oriented like content creation um you know slash tournament adjacent uh entities so but yeah just hit me on twitter more that's usually the best place to find me and i'll i'll shoot this shit with anyone i can't promise i got instant dms but they're pretty damn instant, so you know where to find me. Yeah, so for for this is an Austin Melee t-shirt. For those of you who couldn't tell, it's reversed. It's mirrored, so it's hard to read Austin Melee in fancy font. But I've been missing my Austin Melee content, so I'm very much, very much looking forward to the return of the Austin Melee podcast and so on, where... I think I think it's great content. You, you're exactly right. But that Mog underscore CT is that the other one or Hog H O C underscore CT. I'm gonna have to drop a follow. That's my there. old hustle. That's um own player owned by Artie. So player owned venue, one of the own probably the only of its kind in melee. So super super cool. Support that shit. Shout outs to New England and Stock Money. Thank you so Shout much for being. Bro, I know we're closing up, but really, you you do good shit. Absolutely, I appreciate that. Thank you so much for joining me on Bottom of Smash Mountain again, but also for the first time. Yeah, first time. (laughs) No doubt.